Hey listeners, do I have an event for you? Billings American Legion is putting on their annual Hall of Fame dinner April 9th at the Doubletree Hotel. Join us for a night of fun honoring current and past Legion ballplayers. All proceeds go right back to the program. More information to follow, but you want to be sure to mark this date. This year's Hall of Fame class is truly amazing. You can follow their stories here on our podcast and then meet them in person at the Hall of Fame dinner. They are an inspiration to all. Thank you and for your support. Hello and welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today I am joined by an absolute legend in Montana coaching, Coach Mike Van Deest. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing great, Mitch. I just uh, getting a little bit of spring fever with the sunshine coming out. Oh, I know. It's so beautiful here in Billings. It's, I think there's a few clouds, but not many, and it's just absolutely beautiful. <laughs> well, you guys always get a little bit, uh, you, get, you get spring a little bit sooner out there in eastern or western North Dakota than we do here in Montana. <laughs> Yeah, we're not quite Western North Dakota. East of us is definitely Western North Dakota. Yeah, I, I, give, I always say that because my wife's a Billy's West graduate, so I always give her a bad time about the rim rocks. <laughs> For sure. So I just kind of want to know a little bit about your history. You know, what got you started in your love for football and then what got you into coaching? Well, I, I was very fortunate to play uh, college football at the University of Wyoming. It was my dream to play down there probably since I was 10 or 11 years old. You know, the old Skyline Conference was the Idaho, Utah schools, Montana, Montana State, and Wyoming. And uh, Wyoming used to just beat up on Montana, Montana State. So I said, shoot, that's where I want to go to school. And, um, luckily, they, they, you know, I was in 1970 where they had freshman teams. Um, you know, they, they had freshman teams up and two up 70, 71 and 72 is the first year freshmen were eligible at the NCAA level. So I was I was fortunate to go down there and play football. I walked on, earned a scholarship and uh, had a, had a lot of fun, played with a, a legend, Fritz Shermer, who was one of the top defensive coaches in the country, won a Super Bowl with the Packers and Mike Holmgren and uh, might be one of the best defensive coaches ever to, to, to live and uh just a great man. And I really didn't want to get into coaching. I was going to go work at a boys club or a YMCA, which I did my first year out of college in 1975. And um, I got a hold of Fred Akers, who took over the job at Wyoming and asked if I'd come back. And uh, that was in 1976. In fact, what way it happened was my dad and I went to a Carroll College football game because I had a lot of friends playing at Carroll at the time growing up here in Helena, Montana. And I had to leave at halftime because I didn't like being a fan. I didn't like uh, all those armchair quarterbacks up there in the stands making calls. So uh, Coach Akers welcomed me back in 1976. Wow, that's awesome. So then what brought you back to Helena to coach the Saints there at Carroll? Well, I bounced around a little bit, not a lot. Uh, from Wyoming, I went to the University of Montana and coached with Larry Donovan there in the early 80s, 83, 85. And uh, unfortunately, we got fired. Uh, we, we, we had a good run in the middle of those years, but we really didn't uh, maintain the consistency like Don Reed had or Bobby Houck had. And uh, so I went out to the University of Massachusetts, got hired out there by Jimmy Reed and um, kind of refreshed my love for the game of football. Jimmy was a great coach, great defensive coach. And uh, from there, I went to Northwestern University in the Big Ten for four years. And then uh, kind of went back home. Uh, Joe Tiller got the head job at the University of Wyoming in 1991. And I went back there 
And uh, for eight years, I coached at the University of Wyoming and the Carroll College job opened up. I'd known Coach Petrino. In fact, he was a high school coach at Butte Central when I was playing at Helena Central Catholic High School. So uh, some great stories that the nuns wouldn't want to hear about uh, the Catholic guys going at each other and the trash talking going on at the bottom of the piles. But um, when Coach Petrino retired in 19, in 19, after the 98 season, I put my name in and my mom and dad still lived in Helena. My wife's from Billings. So it was great to be able to come back and interview and uh, they took a chance on me and that was great. Wow. So, you know, the Frontier Conference is pretty cool because there are a lot of Montana schools in that conference. How neat is it to play so many schools in the state in your own conference? Yeah, it's a great league, you know, and, and, and certainly with College of Idaho, Southern Oregon, Eastern Oregon, they joined later on. Dickinson State was in the conference for a couple of years and they went back to the to the conference in North Dakota, South Dakota. But yeah, you know, I knew a lot of the guys up here. I knew some of the coaches. Uh, I recruited up here when I, whether I was at Wyoming or the University of Montana, I still recruited the state of Montana. So I knew the high school coaches. I followed a lot of my friends and, 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 and players that went to the Frontier Conference. And it's a great, great conference. I, I loved it. Uh, I love small college, whether it's Division Three or NEI. Gosh, I think it, uh, for me, it was the right fit at the right time in, in 1999 to come here. For sure. And then you also won a national championship with Carroll and really put NAIA on the map in Montana for sure. How neat was that experience to go all the way to the national championship with Carroll? I believe two years in a row. Well, we won, we won four in a row and we won, won six a national championship. We run, right. we, uh, our first year was 99, but 2000, we won the conference championship. We won uh, 12 straight conference championships. 2000, 2001, we lost to Georgetown back in Kentucky in the semis. And they were heartbreakers, uh, especially the 2000 team. I thought we had a heck of a team. I didn't know that. I didn't know what I was doing as a second-year head coach. But uh, we had some great players and the Joe Horns and Jason Gillums and Mike Morris's and Justin Thomas. And then we had freshmen like Casey Fitzsimmons in 99 that recruited and Nick Graffin, Shane Larson, and Tyler Maxwell from Helena. And um, it just kind of snowballed. And then we won it in 2002, three, four four and five uh, stumbled a little bit in six. We, we got beaten the quarterfinals in six and then went back and won it in seven, lost it in eight. Uh, had a great run in nine. We were number one team in the nation in 09 and then lost in the semis by seven, won it in 10 um, and then lost it in 11. So we were in the championship game eight out of 10 years and it was a heck of a run, but we, uh, you know, the, the big key was I had some coaches that were with me for a long time and those assistant coaches did a wonderful job. Oh, that's awesome. So I've interviewed Casey Fitzsimmons too, and he just spoke greatly about you. But one thing I found funny about his recruitment is you recruited him on a basketball court. Right. We, we watched him on film. You know, he, he only played a couple of years of high school football. And I think Casey was like a lot of guys in this state of Montana. They're over six foot three. They think they're going to be, you know, basketball players in college. And Casey was certainly good, but they were playing divisional tournaments up in Great Falls at Great Falls High's gym. And I took my family up there to watch the tournament because we had Heath Wall playing in it from Belt. Um, Casey Kreitz from Kremlin Guilford was in that same tournament. So, you know, we had some players we already had signed, but we'd heard a lot about Casey. I watched him. He had a big kid. And I just fell in love with how he played. But the thing that sold me on him 
Uh, he was in the tournament. I didn't talk to him that day. We sat in the stands, and after the game that they played and won, he came up, and I watched him from afar. Uh, just how he interacted with his teammates and the parents and his fans. I, I told my two sons, who were certainly younger kids at the time, I said, that's how you act. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not showboating. He was a guy that hustled up and down the court. He rebounded. He shot well. But I watched how he interacted with people in the stands and his teammates, and I fell in love with him that day. And I called him up on Monday and offered him a scholarship. And uh, he made us look good by coming to Carroll College. Oh, that's awesome. So Carroll's a cool school. And I grew up kind of a Carroll fan being from Great Falls. But it's a school, too, where you have to have a certain kind of player to go there because, one, it is a Catholic school. But it's also a school that's very prestigious in academics. So what kind of player did you look for when you were recruiting? Well, I think my background coaching at Northwestern in the Big Ten certainly prepped me for that. And growing up in Helena, knowing what Carroll was like and the, the, my friends that went to school at Carroll, I knew the type of uh, young man that Coach Petrino had recruited over his 28 years. Um, but I think there's a lot to, to, the, to, to getting the right fit. Chemistry and culture is important. Uh, talent, certainly have to have talent. And the first couple of years, I think one of the keys that we did is, you know, not just recruit the double A kids and A kids here in the state of Montana, but the class B and class C kids. We went after those guys. And like I said, Casey and, and uh, Rhett Kreitz and, and Heath Wall. And then we got Luke Agavacino from, from Lincoln. Uh, we recruited all four corners of the state of Montana and into Idaho. And I think that was great for us. Um, we got a couple kids that transferred in uh, from other schools that because of a new program, that's kind of, you know, that was kind of exciting and, mm-hmm. and new for those guys who want to be part of something fresh. Um, but yeah, there's a certain type of young man that we want and we weren't, we didn't hit a hundred percent of them. We made some mistakes, recruiting mistakes, uh, and we missed on some kids too. Uh, but at the same time, we had a real small staff. I was the only full-time guy for five months because the couple of guys I hired were still coaching other places and couldn't come until the summer. So it was a whirlwind, a lot of time on the road, a lot of windshield time, but went out and I knew the coaches in the state and I called a lot of friends in their surrounding areas in Wyoming and Idaho and Washington. And we just made some great connections. And I think uh, I hired a couple guys that had Montana connections, uh, grew up here or played at the University of Montana, played at Western. So we had, I think, some credibility with our coaching staff. Oh, that's awesome. So you know, you've been through a lot of recruiting, obviously. What is your favorite recruiting story that you have through all your years? Well, it's probably the ones I lost, some of the kids that you lose, you know. But but there's some, there's some I think, you know, Shane Larson was a great uh, example of that. Shane was out of Miles City, Custer County Cowboys. And, you know, and I had, a, you know, I had about five or six of these kids that were at my recruiting list when I was at Wyoming because I recruited Montana. So I had them on my list. So I had, I was familiar with them. So coming back and calling them up, Jared Wood up at Haver, Red Kreitz up at Kremlin, Shane Larson down at Miles City. And, you know, recruiting Shane, I went down and watched him play. And, and he was awesome. I mean, he was just, it was fun to recruit him. So from that night, recruiting him, watching him at basketball practice, I drove clear across the state to Missoula to watch Matt Ventresca. And Matt was playing at Missoula Sentinel. Well, Probably my favorite, one of my favorite recruits of all time, Shane Larson, just because of his personality and his enthusiasm on one end of the state. And then Matt Vitresco on the other side, those two guys were in that freshman class. Matt Vitresco played at Sentinel, and you know, they're back-to-back state champions right now. Right. They never won a high school game when Matt was in high school. Mitch. 
not one game. And I, I've watched them on the field and, you know, they might have 35 guys suited up. It was really a, a tough uh, road. And certainly Dane Oliver and his staff has done a great job, but I wouldn't watch Matt, you know, play basketball because when I got the job, football season was already over with. I started January 1st of 99. Uh, he was a fullback linebacker, all state. And uh, he said, coach, I'm going to be in Helena next week playing basketball. Well, I sat through there the whole time watching him play basketball. I think he, I think he played three minutes. <laughs> I mean, he, he was not a basketball player, but bless his heart, he was out there competing and trying to get better. And uh, I loved him because here's a young man that played all of his high school without winning a football game and still had a great love and passion for the game of football. And he came in, we put him as a linebacker, and then we moved to defensive line, ended up being a starter for us for a couple of years, playing on a couple of national championship teams. And I think that was really, you know, there's other players I recruited at other schools and other conferences, but my he's my all-time favorite because that was our first recruiting class. And for him to say yes to Carroll College, uh, I just, I fell in love with the guy. Oh, that's so awesome. So going back to Casey a little bit here, what was it like to have someone from Carroll College really put Carroll on the map and go into the NFL and do so well? Well, it was, it was big time. I mean, you know, when you look at it, and there are some players in, in the Frontier Conference that got tryouts or made a practice squad here or there, but Casey made it, played seven years. Uh, we knew he was something special, but I never, you know, he was 198 pounds when he showed up on our campus that fall. But what was amazing because the, the conference, whether it was Western or it was Rocky or, you know, Northern was just coming back in the conference. Everybody was throwing the football all over the place. Nobody had any tight ends on their roster. And we brought Casey in, and he makes all conference as a freshman because we got the ball to him. Jeff Savage was our, our offensive coordinator that first year, and we got the ball to Casey. Great hands, and you could see that on the basketball court. But as he developed over the years, and Nick Howlett took over the offensive coordinator's job and quarterback job, he really utilized Casey in the right way, on the line of scrimmage, off the line of scrimmage, motioning them, getting them down the field, getting them mismatches against linebackers or against undersized safeties. Uh, you know, he was an All-American for two years and was the player of the year in the conference one year. Right. Um, and it just was a matter of him getting the right fit, uh, somebody taking a chance on him. He grew, you know, 250 pounds, and he's six foot four. And uh, he's a great teammate. I mean, uh, when he got married, you know, he's got four or five of the Detroit Lion guys that came out to his wedding here in Montana, you know, Harrington and those guys. And so you knew how much of a guy that here's a young guy, that's a free agent from – Chester, Montana, those guys in Detroit didn't even know where Montana was or let alone Chester, Montana, but he made a name for himself. And um, I finally got to see him play his fifth year on New Year's Eve day against the Packers. I'm a big Packer fan and my, my family's Packer fan. I took my boys back there. Casey got his tickets. Uh, one of my former players was a D-line coach for the Lions. So we got a chance to see Casey live. And that was just a thrill in a lifetime for me to sit there and I was like a proud papa watching him play pro football. And uh, he represented Carroll College. He represented the state of Montana, certainly uh, with high-flying colors. Oh, that's so awesome. I mean, when I did his interview, he is probably one of the most humble people I have ever met. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. No, he. it's not about him. He was a team player. He was a captain. Uh, he made everybody around him better. But whether you were a freshman or a senior or a starter or a backup, he treated you all the same. He, but he was a competitor. 
you know, and uh, he was a tough-minded kid. You, you couldn't break him, and, and he loved competition. He loved game day, and uh, but he always smiled, and he came back and helped us coach one year, and I know with his, you know, his lifestyle, being a, a rancher and his family out there at Canyon Creek, if he was a little bit closer to town, I think I could have got him to coach maybe a couple more years. Him and Tyler Emmert were, were a great one-two punch, throwing the football and catching the football from Tyler and from Tyler's brother, J.D. Emmert, who was the quarterback Casey's first couple of years. Oh, that's so awesome. So you've also had the opportunity to coach up in Haver at Northern. How is that different from Carroll? Well, kind of came out of the clear blue. You know, I retired. And I was going to coach at U Mary in 2020, and then COVID hit. And uh, I was just a stipend coach. I wasn't full-time. I was going to be a full-time position coach, but not full-time salary. Uh, so they sent us home. And then they canceled the season, so I didn't go back because I wasn't going back and just sit there and look at computer and recruiting film all day. So I volunteered at Helena High in 2020. And then uh, last year, I was going to coach at Helena High. I'd been working with these guys in the weight room, Scott Evans. I love him, the head coach. And uh, Heidi and I were driving to Billings one day and I got a phone call from Andrew Rowland, the head coach at MSU Northern. He had three coaches quit his, his staff in the month of July. Oh, geez. And he didn't have any, he didn't have any, he had one guy on defense left and that guy ended up quitting a week later. Uh, and just asked me if I'd be interested in, in coaching in the fall. So Heidi and I talked about that weekend and about 72 hours later, I called coach Rowland and, it was just a, it was just going to be a one-time situation for the fall. Heidi was a, is a third grade teacher here in Helena. She wasn't going to move, so we went. I went there, lived on campus, and it, it's a tough situation. But I absolutely loved it. I, I loved the players, the guys I coached with, uh, Haver, Montana, the fans, the, the the boosters, the support in town was awesome. And we didn't have the success in wins and losses, but we we had some pretty good games and lost a couple heartbreakers and. Uh, I think there were five games that we had, Mitch. Going into the fourth quarter, we were in the lead or tied or within one score. But we had the lead, and we ended up losing four of those games really close. But these guys laid on line. We just didn't have a lot of depth um, and some things. They, they got through a lot of coaches up there, and you can see that took its toll on the recruiting aspect of it. But I, I, I thoroughly loved it, and I'm glad I did it. I have no regrets. It was big time, and – the Dylan Whoppers and the Blake Leans and the Chase Gilberts, those linebackers I got to coach. Uh, they're very dear to my heart, just like Carroll or Wyoming or Montana players I've coached. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, hey, I just want to thank you so much for your time. It's an honor to interview you and have you on today. Um, just thank you so much, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Well, I do. You know, Billings has always been good to us. You know, we had Thomas Dolan was an All-American linebacker. Uh, out of Billings West, we had Bryce Doak, a golf conference receiver, out of Billings Senior. Chuck Hader was an all-conference player out of Billings Central. Uh, we had Reese Quady out of uh, Skyview and some other guy. I mean, Billings has been a great, uh, you know, when I grew up, Billings was was Billings Royals and Eddie Bain and Legion right. Baseball. And now Billings uh, certainly, uh, you know, I, I know Coach Stanton at West High has done a great job. Coach Murdoch mm -hmm. over, over at Senior has done a great job. The other Coach Stanton at Central. Uh, they put football on this map back then along with Coach Slepsock and Coach Clayble from the past year. So it's uh, sure. it's great to reconnect with somebody. Anytime we can do anything for you, Mitch, give us a haul. If you're in Helena, give me a, get a hold of me. We'll go to lunch or something. Awesome. Yeah, no, I am. I'm glad that football is kind of up there, and but I'm a baseball guy. So, 
Well, I'm a big Atlanta Braves fan, so we finally got a cheer this year. And hey, yeah. I'm not very happy about Freddie, Freddie Freeman leaving, but that's that's the nature of the game. And you know, they still got a lot of good players left, so it'll be fun cheering them on here now that uh, the lockout ended. We can get on to football, get on to baseball in the month of April, right? Right. I'm a Mariners fan, so who knows when we'll right. win oh, the World Series? But <laughs> good. Well, that's okay. That my, one of my all-time great moments is watching Ken Griffey Sr. Ken Griffey Jr. Homer in back-to-back in the Seattle Mariners game years ago. Oh, and yeah. Father's sure. turn, I mean, that was uh, – I, I think I had tears in my eyes when that happened because my dad was my baseball coach and my hero growing up, and I loved baseball. I just uh, – I couldn't I couldn't hit that slider very well, though. <laughs> <laughs> darn it. <laughs> yeah, I know, darn it. But, yeah, take care and stay safe, and thanks for reaching out, Mitch. Yes, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Okay, thank you.